Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of 100 Yards Football Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host and producer, Logan Landers, and joining me to talk about the NFL Week 18 game preview between the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. As always, Mr. Football, Mr. Terry, how are you doing this afternoon, sir? Hey, man, it's always a pleasure to be with one of the best in the business, one of the youngest in the business, and um, I'm very blessed today, man. And you know what we say to you, Mr. Logan Landis. We call you Babyface Nelson of the sports <laughs> top world. Uh, yes, sir. Appreciate the kind words as always. And, guys, before we get into this one, uh, if you enjoy the episode, give us a like, follow, share, subscribe on our social media platforms such as Facebook and on YouTube. And if you enjoy podcasts, well, you are in luck. We do have a podcast channel. Thanks to our friends over at the Believe Podcast Network, available on any major podcast room platform your heart desires. Just check us out. We are available each and every single week. Well, Vincent, let's get into it. The potential final game for the Atlanta Falcons. They're still somehow playoff eligible. Uh, they need a hope and a prayer if they want to get into the playoffs, but it all starts against the dreaded rivals in the New Orleans Saints to round out the regular season. Let's talk about these Falcons and what they did last week against the Bears and what they could improve on this week against the Saints. Well, the Falcons had a little bit of momentum going into last week's game. You know, they still had a good chance to potentially uh, get into the NFC South and, and go back on top. Unfortunately, that was not the case. Uh, they came off a win against the Colts. Uh, and they were hoping to continue that momentum, but for whatever reason, Vincent, just the defense just did not get a whole lot going. Their worst loss of the year in terms of points allowed, they fell to the Bears 37-17. to And when you look at this game, the thing that really stood out to me, and we'll talk about the, you know, is just how many points they allowed. And that, I know you'll cover the defense in a second, but that really stood out to me for Atlanta um, a team who's had a solid defense pretty much the entire season just couldn't get it going. But the offense is my forte, and there, there wasn't a whole lot of bright spots. I'll start with the one thing that Atlanta did good in that game on offense, and they got the running game involved heavily. 24 carries as a team for 134 yards and one touchdown. But John Robinson, your leading man there, 15 carries for 75 yards. And also Algier and Taylor Heineke, who was the starter, um, got things done as well with their legs. Passing game, it, it was abysmal. There, there's no way to sugarcoat events. We always try to look on the positive side of things. But the Falcons just couldn't get anything going offensively through the air. Heineke was benched. Uh, he went 10 of 29, 163 yards, one TD, and three interceptions. Was also sacked twice. They brought in Desmond Ritter for a few plays. And in and, and his four passes, one of them was intercepted as well. So, I mean, it, it's just kind of the story that we've talked about the entire year with the Falcons, it's inconsistent quarterback play, which led to their demise and just could not get them over the hump. And I mean, that was really the the final thoughts uh, on them versus the Bears. The offense, the, the running game showed up, but that was about it. I mean, you look at, you know, your, your receiving core. I mean, I, I think that overall the offensive line did a solid job, but I mean, the receiving core, you had Drake London. He had four grabs. That's not bad. He did good. Uh, you know, Algier was your leading guy in terms of yardage with one catch, the big one there for 75. You're obviously their most explosive play of the game. Uh, but, I mean, you, you know, we've been talking about it all season. Kyle Pitts, he had a single catch on the game. You know, Van Jefferson had three. It's just they couldn't get anything going. 
Uh, and it was just unfortunate to see. I thought the Falcons would have a much better showing against the Bears on offense, but they uh, they just did not show up. In, and it, it, to be fair, it was the greatest conditions in Chicago. It was snowing, but still, whenever you're fighting for your playoff chances, you're fighting for your you know your fight your life to stay alive and potentially stay above 500. That just ain't gonna cut it. And overall, man, Vincent, I was disappointed with the Falcons last week uh, against the Bears. But go ahead and talk about the uh, you, you know talk about the Saints in their upcoming matchup, or excuse me, talk about the Falcons' defense um, and what they can do this week to, to maybe counteract that and get a win against the Saints this week. Well, I think what you have to learn, Mr. Landis, is that in the National Football League, you're going to have games where your defense is not going to play at a high level. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to have a balanced football team. In one week, your offense is not going to play at a high level. Well, unfortunately, I would say this. If you remember the opening drive of the game, Atlanta got the football offensively, went down, and Mr. Koo missed a field goal. Yep. To me, that was the whole change of the football game. It showed me that today this is how this game is going to go. I kind of felt like the Falcons' defense was not going to answer the bad because, number one, we've had a lot of talk about Justin Fields, what is going to be his future in Chicago after this year. Whether or not the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams, whether or not they're going to resign Justin Fields, whether or not what Justin Fields is going to end up at, maybe in Atlanta. So you knew he wanted to play at a high level. And plus, he's from Kennesaw, Georgia, which is what, about 40 miles up the road from mm-hmm. downtown Atlanta? Not far at all. Well, you look what he did. To me, he had probably maybe his best game of the, re- of the year 20 or 32, 268 yards. Then the Falcons defense. Gave up 100 yards to D.J. Moore, who has previously, when he was with the Carolina Panthers, he'd been a headache for the Falcons. And then Khalil Hubbard had over 124 yards rushing. But I'm not going to get upset the Falcons' defense because they have played in a playoff caliber this year. Their defense has played well enough for them to be in the playoff considerations and maybe be on top of the NFC South. You're going to have games like this defensively. And I think you had, number one, you had a quarterback who had a lot to prove. You had a big-time Pro Bowl receiver in D.J. Moore that had a lot to prove. And then you had a running back in Khalil Hubbard that's pretty good. But I would say the bright spot out of this game, defensively, is Zach Harrison, the young man out of the Ohio State, has been playing pretty well over the last few weeks. Uh, He had a sack in the game. He's had like three sacks over the last few weeks. And I think we can take away that defensively. If there's a coaching change, and we talked about this before we came on today, whoever takes over the Falcons as a head coach, I don't think they have to really worry about too much where the defense is. Now, there's a lot of people saying that what they're going to do with A.J. Terrell in the offseason, they wouldn't give him the money. But even though A.J. Terrell hasn't played well over the last few weeks, to me, he's still a top-ten corner in this game. But you're going to have games like this, and unfortunately the Falcons' defense kind of took a step back. Yes, sir. Let's flip the script now and talk about the New Orleans Saints coming into this game here. Uh, they are they're looking good. You know, they're in first place currently in the NFC South, and, and so far they've been on, uh, you know, a better run of things as of late, you can say. Uh, you know, they got the big win last week, a much-needed win. Um, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And looking at that one, uh, Derek Carr and company just were able to get it done. Um, and, you know, a very highly contested matchup. Derek Carr, and, you know, he's gotten a lot of flack this year 
um, with that big contract out there in New Orleans. But you've seen over the past few weeks, he's really dialed it in. Uh, he threw for nearly 200 yards, two touchdowns, kept it clean, no interceptions, only sacked once, which was huge. And New Orleans were able to get it done through the air. Jamal Williams came up clutch as well for the running game, 19 carries for 58 yards against the Bucks. Alvin Kamara also got a little bit of work in there. But the receiving game was huge, obviously, for New Orleans and how they've been able to really get things going. Jawan Johnson, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Foster Moreau. I mean, they've got a pretty talented wide receiving group out there in uh, in New Orleans, and that's really what has been helping them. And, uh, you know, obviously much needed as they're now tied um, with Tampa Bay in the final week of the season. So the Saints are desperately trying to get this win in this game, Vincent. Uh, to lock up that number one spot and uh, and you know get a, get some help in the playoffs here at the very tail end of the regular season. But talk about the Saints. What can they do on defense to stop that? Mostly, I would say Atlanta rushing attack. And if they can get something figured out in the passing game, what what can New Orleans do? I'm gonna tell you. Last week against Tampa Bay, their defense was very impressive, man. They came out. They knew it was at stake. They knew they had to stay alive. They was playing against a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that had won four in a row on a very high quarterback in Baker Mayfield. What I loved about the whole performance, I'm going to say this in the first half, they held the Bucs to 44 yards total offense and picked off Baker Mayfield twice. And you think about it, big-time players, they come to play in big-time games, which means a lot. Really, last week was a playoff game, the Honey Badger. I'll have to say his first name, five tackles in that game. Demario Davis, their middle linebacker, who I think doesn't get a lot of love over the last, I would say, five years. He's been maybe one of the two top linebackers in the game. All he does is make plays. And then a young man out of the University of Tennessee, Go Vols, Rocky Top, Alante Taylor's been playing at a Pro Bowl high level. He had four tackles last week. So the Saints defense knew was at stake, and they came out with a lot of juice, and they came out, hey, you know what? We got to really play at a high level if we want to stay really in this mix. And coming into Sunday, you got the Falcons, you got the Saints. It couldn't end up any better because, granted, Tampa Bay has to lose that game to Carolina for either the Saints or the Falcons to get in the playoffs. I'm not going to take anything for granted as we did a couple of weeks ago when the Falcons went up there and played Carolina. But I'm going to tell you this. The New Orleans Saints defensive intensity is going to come out and match whatever the Falcons bring out there in the Superdome in New Orleans on Sunday. I'm just hoping the Falcons offense realize that, A, you got a lot to play for. you really playing for a playoff chance in this football game against the Saints. And let's be real today here on 100 Yards Football, Mr. Logan Landers. You're really playing to save your head coach head coaching job with Arthur Smith. That's yep. the bottom line here. The Falcons win, the Buccaneers lose, the Falcons in the playoffs, and then maybe I think Arthur Smith is going to keep his job. But if the Falcons lose on Sunday against the New Orleans Saints, Adio Migo from the 901. My boy, I still love you, Coach Arthur yep. Smith, but it's going to be very hard for you to keep your job if the Falcons don't beat the Saints on Sunday. Yeah, it, it really is, Vincent, because if the Falcons do lose this game, this will be the third consecutive season that the Falcons will finish with a 7-10 and 10 record, uh, which, I mean, you can say they're consistent, but that's not the type of consistency you want, especially with all the money they spent in the offseason on guys like Jesse Bates, 
you know, the highly talented draft prospects over the past few years with Drake London, John Robinson, Kyle Pitts, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then as we've mentioned, you know, sticking to their guns and, and keeping Desmond Ritter uh, on that long leash. And, uh, you know, I don't even know who's going to be starting this week, but I don't think they've announced it. It's, you know, Heineke did have that ankle injury, so he's probably not going to be 100%, but it, it's just still a big question mark for me. If Atlanta wants to win this game, you got to go heavy with the rushing game, I think. You got to get things rolling there. With Algier, with Robinson, that's your two guys you got to bounce off of. Um, just throw some quick and easy passes. You don't need to go for the downfield shots. Just make it nice and simple with your offense and, and have your defense hopefully have a really good bounce back week um, after Chicago just kind of carved them up the other week. And as for New Orleans, um, you, you mentioned it. They, they're on a hot streak right now. They're rolling, and they have one of the most tenacious defenses um, in the National Football League at the moment. For me, my final score in this one, uh, I, I think it's going to be a tight game, obviously, when these two play. Um, it's always a good matchup. It's always going to be a really good game just due to the rivalry between the two. It makes it even better that in Louisiana. It's going to be at the Superdome. There's a lot of history there. Um, but for me, I think I'm going to have to lean more towards Vincent the New Orleans Saints, they have a lot to fight for. But so do the Falcons, but the Saints are just in a little bit better position. They have the home field advantage as well. I'll give them the slight edge in this one. Final score for me, I got it being close, though, 24-21 in favor of New Orleans. Mr. Turner, your final thoughts on the final regular season game for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to say this, Mr. Landis. This has been one of the few seasons, me being living, being living here in the Atlanta metro area since 1996, that I've been most disappointed with the Atlanta Falcons because I really like the head coach. He's from the 901 Memphis, Tennessee. I still think he's a very excellent football coach. And to see the Falcons losing so many close games against teams that they clearly are better, it's really been tough. But I'll say this, and I hope everybody learns this, if you're watching football or you're going to be a, a potential head football coach, and listen very closely, Mr. Landers, when you put all your marbles into a quarterback, the quarterback can either break you or make you. I think this season we can sum up how well the Falcons have played defensively. We could talk about them not using the three first-round draft picks in the right way, but let's be honest. Let's don't beat around the bush today, Mr. Landers. The bottom line, they've had a horrible quarterback play. Mm-hmm. That's when really is an outstanding individual, seems to me. I still like the young man, but his play is probably cost off the Smith his job, and it goes back to the Carolina game. If the Falcons win this that football game, regardless, they'll be in first place right now going down to New Orleans. Think about that a couple of weeks ago. And think about the Falcons who are driving to go up four points in that football game and dash from really through that pick. You don't rebound from certain situations in life and in football games like that. And really, that's what it's going to cost Arthur Smith his job. Poor quarterback play in that one play against Carolina by Mr. Dash from Ritter. Be blessed here on one of the odds about ended, Mr. Landis. I don't have to say no more. I'm very sad today because yeah. it looks like a gentleman from my hometown is going to be leaving us. If Tampa Bay wins their game on Sunday, don't matter what, whoever comes after winning between New Orleans and Atlanta, Arthur Smith is going to be, as you said before we started today, before we started this great video, 
he might as well have his bags packed. Yes, sir. Mr. Turner, as always, it's a pleasure talking some Atlanta Falcons football with you. I've been your host, producer, Logan Landers, everyone. If you like the video, once again, give us a like, comment, share, subscribe on Facebook and YouTube. Also, go check out our podcast on all major podcast streaming platforms. As always, sir, it's a pleasure talking some football. Like I said, we'll talk to you guys again on another live episode. We'll see Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.